Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Oh, that is indeed the name of the program. Panthers leading the Bruins 2-1, second intermission, starting a little bit later on, cracking at Avalanche. That series is tied 2-2. Oilers did not skate today, and we do not yet know the start time for Game 6 Saturday in Los Angeles but we will have it for you right here on 6.30. Chad, Oilers play their home games in Rogers Place, which opened for the 2016-17 season. And the city of Calgary now could be getting a new arena for the Flames and the other tenants of that building. To discuss that, from Sportsnet 960 in Calgary, he hosts the Flames broadcasts. It is Pat Steinberg checking in tonight. Well, hello, Pat. Hello, Reed. Why are they? Why, I, I I haven't been as dialed on these things because our team's not in the playoffs. What? Why is it a, a, a break from Tuesday to Saturday? What's going because, on? Because uh, Lakers and Clippers games. But I believe the Clippers game is now not happening. But they can't yeah. uh, change it around. Clippers are out. That's right. Well, that's uh, that's, that's a horrible why. explanation. It's not your fault, but it's a horrible explanation. Well, it could be. <laughs> How do you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could be my I'm fault. just kidding. Yes, but that's why. Arena availability. So we got the extra break. Okay. Okay. Thanks for coming on. I know this is from having covered arena stuff myself in the past. I know it is a complex and layered topic. So I appreciate you trying to give us the Coles notes in, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, however long we have. And we have covered it on other shows, so I may come at you from slightly different angles. And I'll start here. What, if anything, surprised you the most when you found out about this deal? Oh, straight up was the $330 million uh, commitment from the province of Alberta. Because I, I remember going way back when the discourse for what is now Rogers Place began in your fine city. Uh, I remember watching that play out and saying to myself, whatever the province commits to Edmonton, they will commit to Calgary. And, and so when it ended up being signed, sealed, and delivered, and shovels got in the ground in downtown Edmonton, and, and Rogers Place began construction. Now, you'll know this more than me, but I believe there was zero dollars from the provincial government that ended up being allocated to it. And so knowing that, I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's how it went with Edmonton. The other major city in this province is looking to do something similar, and if they didn't commit money in Edmonton, I don't think they're going to commit money here, or if they do, it'll be, you know, very, very tertiary and, and kind of on the fringes. But, you know, when it, when it comes to the final dollar total for this, talking about $1.2 billion for all that goes into it, and for the province to be 
contributing $300 million worth of infrastructure and $30 million to a community arena. I was, I was shocked by that, and, and I was not expecting it. I knew Premier Danielle Smith, who we actually had on the show today and, and talked about some of this stuff, but when, when I saw that she was going to be at the news conference, I was, my interest was peaked. I was like, okay, okay because uh, going back to October when Danielle took over, um, she talked about wanting to get the two sides back to the table. So I was curious about what role she was going to play, but I was not expecting that type of contribution from the province. So that was that was the most surprising thing for me. And I guess the other thing would be just the eye-catching total of $1.2 billion when you um, factor everything in. But what... And, and, and I thought that John Bean, who's the CEO and president of, of Calgary Sports and Entertainment, which is, you know, same as OEG, um, the... the Basically, how he explained it is it didn't go from a $600 million-ish price tag to $1.2 million. The prior $600 million price tag that we had in Calgary for the event center deal that fell apart in December of 2021, that was just for the event center, and that $300 million for infrastructure was going to be a part of it anyway. And so it went from like $900 million to $1.2 billion. So the, the, the numbers are eye-popping, and you look at it, you're like, this is just, like I, I don't even have the the brain power to comprehend dollar figures like this. Um, but yeah, th- those are the two things that I think stuck out to me most in terms of surprises. Okay, and you've been to Ro- and look, I, this is going to seem like a trolling question, but it's not it's not how I mean it. And because look, Rexall Place was uh, no longer modern, to put it bluntly, and you've come and broadcast some games from Rogers Place. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've done games in other buildings, but we've been to drafts in other buildings. Like, how is antiquated the right word for the Saddle Dome? Past its prime? Outdated? Like, give us the context for the building. It's all of the above. Like, it... uh... It was, it was where it is now where Rexall Place was when, or Northlands Coliseum was when they were able to move out. I, I remember I, I had the opportunity to do I lo- lots of games in that building, but I had the opportunity to do one of the last games at Rexall, the final battle of Alberta in that building. And I remember just sitting there thinking like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably time for, uh, it's probably time for a new building with these, you know, these cavernous cement walls and, you know, just everything was very, very old feeling in there. It's narrow. And when I say cavernous walls, I just mean cement everywhere. Um, but like everything was narrow and the walkways were narrow. It was like, yeah, it's probably time having been to other arenas and, and all that type of stuff. Still had a great broadcast location with that catwalk, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah. And so that's kind of where the Saddle Dome is now. And, and worse. I mean, we're talking when, when it ends up being, you know, shovels in the ground to shovels in the ground or doors open to doors open, we're going to be talking about a decade offset here. And the Saddle Dome has been in need of replacement for like two decades already. And, and that's like, this thing is hanging on and I love it. It's my second home. I know every nook and cranny of that place and it has an iconic 
uh, iconic place in our city skyline and it, it is a very very unique spot i love the scotia bank saddle dome with all my heart and we have a broadcast studio that is right smack dab connected to the visitors locker room and the bowels of that building and i doubt we'll have that in a new building but the place is falling apart um they, and they've, they've you know they, they even got to do some renovations on it when the flood of 2014 or 2013 or whenever it was when the flood decimated the building um they were able to get some insurance money and do some upgrades and and get some newer stuff in there it's time it's beyond time it's the oldest building in the nhl and you know madison square garden got a billion dollars pumped into it so even though yeah you could say it's been open for however long it's it's essentially a brand new building it's it's time and and I think that it's cool that they are and important that they are following the Edmonton model of choosing an area that is central and part of the downtown, but also using it to revitalize an area. And look, I I remember the first time I was in downtown Edmonton, I was about 19 years old, being a Calgary born and raised human being. I had never been to Edmonton until I was 19. But the first time I was there, I was like, I don't think I want to come back to downtown Edmonton and where I at like now. And it, it is come so many leaps and bounds. How ice district has has revitalized that area. Like, I love it. I love going there every year and seeing how many steps it's taken since Rogers place has opened up. So long, long answer to a quick question, but it's time. The building is, is old. The, the opposing players don't love the amenities. Flames players don't love the amenities. On locker cleanout day 11 days ago, Mackenzie Weger took a shot right at the building when talking about what he'd like to see different for next year. So it's time. It, and it's been time for a while. And we've had this discussion going on, going all the way back to 2015. So, yeah, it's, it's time. And I think a lot of Calgarians are happy that there's a deal in place and there's always going to be disagreement and discourse about what that deal looks like and how much is on the hook for the public and how much is the team paying for, blah, 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 blah. But I think a lot of people are just happy that after things broke down 16 months ago, again, uh, that we have something in place that maybe that we can build on in this city. Pat Steinberg from Sports at 960 in Calgary joining us tonight at Inside Sports talking about the, uh, I, I guess we still call it a proposed arena deal because we don't know who the next government is going to be. Just, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Agreement in principle. Agreement in principle. Okay. So I, I want to, th- and I'll, I don't think I've heard anything about this. Maybe I've, I've missed stuff. I'm not saying I've heard every second of, of coverage that we've had, but I believe one of the proposals a few years ago included a new football stadium. Yes. Uh, like just too expensive to include that? Because is that not, and again, I'm not trolling you, but I, I don't hear a lot of uh, positive things about McMahon Stadium, especially since some other new stadiums have been built in the CFL. Yes, uh, McMahon Stadium is also in dire need of replacement, and that is not in this plan. Yes, so the or the first time that we ever had dollar figures and plans and renderings and ideas and all that type of stuff um, and, and engagement with the city and how much the public pay for all that type of stuff. The first time we ever had a plan or a proposal was in the summer of 2015. It was called Calgary Next. 
and they, they were looking at building on the exact opposite side of downtown. So, you know, the, the east side of downtown is where the Stampede grounds are, the Calgary Stampede grounds are right now. It's where the Scotiabank Saddledome currently sits on the Stampede grounds on the east side of Calgary. It's in our neighborhood called Victoria Park. Um, and so this current agreement going forward that we're talking about, and, and since the, the last few agreements that have been proposed and agreed upon then fell apart we're all in this victoria park area and and basically adjacent to where the saddle dome is now so that's where the city and caa icon and all of the and and the flames everybody involved is settled on this being the best spot that original plan eight years ago was on the opposite side so we're talking about i don't know about a 20 block straight shot west offset maybe 25 blocks if my horrible math is correct. And there's this huge spot that they could use. Car dealership would have had to be reclaimed. A couple of other things would have had to be moved out, a Greyhound station. But they wanted to put an arena and a football stadium slash field house there. Right. That, that did not go through. That got scuttled. I don't know, it took a, a year or two, but that got scuttled and it became clear pretty early on that that was mainly because there's this creosote that's in the ground from the CP rail line and the uncertainty as to how much it was going to cost to clean that up and then who was going to pay for cleaning that up, that was a real big reason why that site didn't go forward. So it's far more viable where they are right now, but unfortunately, you know, a twenty to 30,000-seat football stadium slash field house, there's just not that type of room on the east side. Okay. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens here. It, I always find it it's a little awkward when sports and politics. I know the awkward is not the right word, but I mean, you should have heard me interviewing the premier today. You want to talk about being out of my comfort zone? <laughs> yeah, I've never interviewed the premier. I've interviewed uh, well, certainly councillors. Uh, oh no, and I've interviewed mayors before. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you, you're, you're. I'm always worried that I'm going to sound too casual. Or just be like. I was. I was. I, I made can't. sure to write my questions out and be very, very direct <laughs> with them, so that I did not. I did everything I could to limit how much of an yeah. idiot and sports. Did guy she I was joke about, about like. the Atlas Pizza Hotline like I do on your show? No, she did not. She did not. Uh, <laughs> she did not order a double pepperoni with uh, with hot peppers. Uh, give me uh, sixty seconds on the Oilers and Kings. Oh boy, I uh, I felt like uh, I felt like on whatever Sunday night, Zach Hyman's goal in overtime. It, it just felt like that was LA's opportunity, and it felt like okay, you just you left the door open for a team that I think is better than you, and a team that I I felt was going to win this series all along. Well, until three nothing in Game Four, I was still pretty confident that the Oilers were going to win this series, even after falling down one zero and two one. I was like. Now, I still think the Oilers have this. And so a team that good with players that good, I just felt like you leave that door open and then ultimately allow Zach Hyman to tie the series and erase that deficit. You probably killed your only chance. That's the way I feel. I hope I'm not jinxing anything or that you're not going to accuse me of jinxing anything. No, I won't. We still haven't even heard really from Connor McDavid the way that we know we can hear from him. Um, So I... 
I honestly, um, I think the Oilers have this, and I think they're going to be a handful for whoever they play, Vegas or Winnipeg in round two. Like I, the, the fact that Connor has really not gotten going yet is pretty terrifying. Pat, thank you for hopping on the show. Always love talking with you, whether it's on uh, my station or yours, and um, enjoy covering the arena negotiations. <laughs> You know what? If they can just get shovels in the ground any time, I'd be happy. Yeah, well, I guess it's not negotiations. They have a deal in principle, like you said, so we'll see. Well, there's an election on May 29th, so we'll see how everything goes. Yes, and neither one of us are running, thankfully. Yeah, I pulled out. I I decided to pull out of the race. All right. Bye, Reid. See you, Pat. That is Pat Steinberg for Sportsnet 960. Check it in tonight on Inside Sports. Yeah, so I know there's been a lot of talk here on other talk shows about uh, about the arena deal, but wanted to get uh, to get Pat. I, I don't know what I – if you're listening to the show, uh, I, you're probably at least somewhat of a sports fan. So I, I don't know. Maybe you just think, yeah, you need arenas to play. <laughs> you got to pay for them. So however it happens, it's going to happen. Or maybe, you know, if you're an Edmontonian, you're upset. It's going to be more provincial money to, to Calgary. I don't know. You can chime in on that as well. 780-496-0063. Uh, Oilers chat, of course, is welcome. I believe we have more messages on Will Farrell uh, cheering for the LA Kings. So we'll catch up on those. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, Panthers trying to extend the series. Sam Reinhart has scored on the power play. So 3-2, quick goals here. Bergeron scored 433 into the third. Reinhardt came back at 514. So now 12-54 left. Panthers leading Boston 3-2 as they try to extend that best of seven to game six. Uh, 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch, calling or texting. You can uh, DM me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins. Email the show, Inside Sports at 630Ched. Com. We got uh, Oilers chat, we got Arena chat, and we have a much more Will Ferrell chat than I expected, apparently. Kellen, give me some yes. of the highlights. Uh, Fred being cheeky on the uh, text line, but uh, he made me laugh, so I will read this. Uh, the government could use the $300 million to move the old Northlands Coliseum down to Calgary to replace the saddle. Oh, my goodness. The, how would you get that down the highway? You'd need a... <laughs> oversized load. You, you, that, that would be massively oversized. <laughs> you imagine being behind that on the QE2? You'd have to use the side road, so that wouldn't work well either. Maybe they could use an airlift. Now I'm something. trying to imagine know. that happening, moving an entire arena from one city to another. That would be a first, too. That could be another <laughs> movie or book we could write, Kellen. In development, add it to the list. Yeah, we have to come up with a working title for that, uh, the arena move or the something. Lift. Like the no. lift. The lift, yes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Love it. And uh, also more comments about Will Ferrell tonight. Uh, we got Roland who is, or sorry, Rolly who is texted in, I should say. Rolly texts in and says, uh, Will Ferrell loved Jake Muzzin. How could he not like that? That's a hockey fan. I love <laughs> Elf. Some hate it. The movie Stranger Than Fiction is one of my family's all-time favorites. It's an under stated film with a quirky story and great cast uh dustin hoffman emma thompson and maggie gyllenhaal yeah that was a pretty good movie i don't was that the one where the writer was hearing or his life was narrated or something like that i haven't seen it so. yeah i have seen it but i 
anyway, I think I sort of remember the premise. <laughs> the guy who texted that is like, no, Reed, that's not what it was about. Okay. <laughs> and we'll go to Oz to uh, wrap up this half hour here. Reed, Oz texted and says, most of us are just getting into the spirit of the playoffs and hating the, in air quotes, enemy. It will be done when we win the next game. That is from Oz. Well, which I think is probably how it uh, how it should be. Rob and I got a couple calls last night. Oh, I can't remember if it was just one. Maybe it was two about some of the the booing and the fan stuff and maybe we'll talk about that in the next half hour as well keep your uh keep your input flowing please 780-496-0063 always enjoy hearing from you oh boston tied it was it taylor that got it hang on kellen don't go to break yet uh okay we'll get it when we get yeah it was taylor hall shoots it in 3-3 boston in florida 